and it is lots of goodies. You get some Montreal steak spice, a pickle, a Mrs. White's pickle, a dog. That's the sound from one of the walking tours offered by the Museum of Jewish Montreal. They call their tour Beyond the Bagel, and they'll take you on an eating journey through the historic Jewish neighborhoods of Montreal's Mile End and Le Plateau, where you can taste St. Vitor bagels or the ones from Fairmount. You can have some smoked meat at Schwartz's Deli on St. Lawrence Boulevard and much, much more. While the museum's popular walks have resumed this summer as COVID lockdown restrictions in Quebec have eased a bit, the museum's physical space remained closed. Actually, they didn't have a museum space anymore. They had to shut down at 4040 St. Lawrence when the pandemic hit, but soon found themselves homeless. Their landlord sold the old garment factory where they operated these last few years and evicted everybody. The museum staff scrambled to put everything in storage, and to pivot to online programming only and an uncertain future. Now, thanks to some financial help from an investor and some government funding, the museum has a new site, and it's even closer to one of the most iconic landmarks of Canadian Jewish history. Great corner. Um, that park is really cute. Um, on that park, of course, is um, the home of Leonard Cohen. So our backyard kind of abuts uh, his former backyard. I mean, I think his son still owns the house. Um, so we're, we're right next to this kind of, uh, can we call it a... Uh, a non-religious non-religious shrine uh, for many Jews, I would say. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Wednesday, August 25th, 2021. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. The Museum of Jewish Montreal started out as a digital idea about 10 years ago. The founders started plotting historic sites from old Jewish Montreal and put stories about these buildings and the people who live there on a website. His idea was to showcase the origins of what would be, for more than two centuries, Canada's largest Jewish community. The idea morphed into a physical museum in 2016, right on the main, which is what St. Lawrence Boulevard used to be called when my father's generation grew up in Montreal. The museum put on its well-known walks, but it also had exhibitions and classes and klezmer brunches, lots of foodie events too. They had a cafe that was called Fletcher's, named after the old local sports field on the east side of Mount Royal. And the museum became a mecca of sorts, if you can even use that word when you talk about Jews, for both the city's trendy young modern Jewish community and also for tourists visiting Montreal. Coming up, we'll chat with the founder, Zev Moses, about how the museum was saved and why the new home can fill a crucial role in fighting anti-Semitism in Quebec. But first, here's a look at what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. Israel's new Consul General for Western Canada and Toronto says she lobbied to be posted here. Edith Shamir is now settling into her post. She previously worked for the Israeli government in exotic locations like Thailand and Japan and China. And most recently, she was part of Israel's economic staff for the Abraham Accords, helping to create trade relationships between Israel and the United Arab Emirates, as well as with Bahrain. But she wanted to come to Canada, she says, because it's so diverse and so friendly. In fact, Shamir took her three kids to Canada's Wonderland recently, that's the theme park north of Toronto, and she says she was amazed at the diversity of all the people. 
She's already attended some meetings in the homes of Jewish community leaders in Toronto, and she hopes to travel to Alberta and B.C. as soon as possible to meet local leaders and politicians in Western Canada. The Museum of Jewish Montreal is currently on a fundraising drive. They've got the keys to their new space, but they have to raise over half a million dollars to cover programming and operating costs when they open next year. Joining me now is Zev Moses, the founder and executive director. So let's take a look, step back a bit before we talk about where you are going to be and talk about uh, what was the timeline and sort of the walk me through what happened when the pandemic hit and then you were forced to look for a new place. Sure. Uh, you know, the pandemic hit and obviously every uh, Jewish organization, every organization, I, I don't think we're alone, had to close down their offices, their, you know, everything closed down in, in March of 2020. Um, I think at first that was quite scary for us. We weren't sure um, how we were going to stay afloat. We've been a very small more or less young person led organization um, for years. Um, we didn't have a, a, you know, a deep, deep pockets of, you know, stored reserves. So there's some worry at the very beginning, how would we uh, continue? Um, but then uh, with government support that came in a few weeks later, that became more clear to us um, that we would be able to continue. But as soon as we kind of just uh, got into the rhythm of creating digital programs and events and things like that, um, the the rug was kind of pulled out from underneath us. Um, we had a unit inside a uh, an old uh, Schmata factory, a garment factory um, that's now a lot of artist studios and, and different condos. Uh, and our landlord uh, sold it very suddenly in in May of 2020. Um, and uh, the new the new landlords wanted us out um, pretty quickly within six weeks. So yeah, it was it was not an easy time for us. Um, and I think when we put out the news to everyone in our in our community and beyond, uh, really across the city, people were kind of aghast at what was happening. For a lot of members of the Jewish community, especially younger ones, this was kind of like a, a second home to some degree, I think. Um, if, if you don't go to a synagogue and you're a younger person, a lot of people found us as their kind of other Jewish homes. So yeah, having that lost was uh, kind of scary for a lot of people. And how did it come to pass that you found this new site uh, in Little Portugal? I mean, we, we've been looking for over a year and uh, we found this building. We were, had a very like kind of focused look of where we were looking. We wanted to be in the plateau or mile end, um, which were the kind of historic Jewish neighborhoods that are also kind of the focus of Jewish tourism to Montreal, which is, has been a growing thing in the last four or five years, really since we set up shop. Um, so if we had been in a different neighborhood, it probably wouldn't have, a lot of the activities we do wouldn't have been as possible. Um, so that's why it took a long time to find a location and to find something that was, you know, a street, you know, on the street, um, that was large enough. Um, and luckily we found this one and we're really happy about it. So talk about the location a little bit. I was looking today on Google maps. I would say it's a great corner. Um, that park is really cute. Um, on that park, of course, is, um, the home of Leonard Cohen. So our backyard kind of abuts uh, his former backyard. I mean, I think his son still owns the house. Um, so we're, we're right next to this kind of, uh, can we call it a, uh, a non-religious non -religious shrine uh, for many Jews, I would say. Um, so we'll be right around the corner from there. Uh, you know, Schrader's, um, the, uh, which has been around since I think the 1920s is uh, Kitty Corner from us as well. Um, there's still a lot of stuff, um, connections to the Jewish past in the street in that, in that block and the blocks nearby. So um, there were some former synagogues around the corner too. There's a lot. 
it's a little farther from Schwartz's than you used to be. It is. So 500 meters, I checked. You can't roll out of Schwartz's. You're, you might have to work off your Schwartz's a little bit by coming up the hill. But I mean, we're talking an extra two or three minute walk. It's not too far. Okay, let me talk to you about the um, uh, exhibits that you're planning. How, how do you envision now that you have so much more space? So, uh, yeah, I mean, the same concept, generally, there'll be a food space. Um, there will also be an exhibition, a contemporary art kind of gather, like gallery space, um, event space as well, uh, potentially food workshop space, which was, you know, a growing portion of the activities that were going on in our, in our museum and a boutique too. Right. And uh, it's even more important when you look at what is happening around the world with anti-Semitism and uh, toxic online hate. Or just understanding about, um, you know, for non-Jews in Canada and especially in Quebec, where there's more, you know, division's not necessarily the word, but um, separation, uh, solitudes perhaps, um, especially once you're outside of Montreal, um, there is a lot of work that um, that needs to be done to build awareness and understanding and and hopefully tolerance and then hopefully more and more acceptance and, and uh, togetherness across Quebec society and really across Canadian society to understand uh, the Jewish story in Canada and who Jews are in general. Um, there's just a lot of people that literally don't know any Jews, especially, you know, in Quebec, I'm sure. I, I don't think it's just a Quebec thing. Um, this, is, this is an issue probably across Canada. Um, the more we can do to work with school groups, with kids, with teenagers, um, to let them understand the humanity of, uh, of the Jewish story and Jewish stories, to put yourself in the shoes of a Jewish person if you're not Jewish, I think that's an incredibly important thing. Um, the Montreal Holocaust Museum is also moving down the street from us. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for us to work together um, to kind of tell both of those stories together um, to give uh, young people across Quebec and Canada and beyond, you know, a sense of who Jews are. And, um, and yeah, I, so I, I think there's an incredible opportunity. Understood. Congratulations. And again, thank you so much for sharing the news with the CJN Daily. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. You betcha. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Helen and Bob Smolkin of Richmond Hill, Ontario. They wrote in to tell me that they were listening to the episode about Klez Canada and the Ashkenaz festivals that we did earlier this week, and they did it while they were driving from Muskoka. <laughs> they reminded me that their son, Mitch Smolkin, used to be the artistic director of Ashkenaz, and they have been intimately involved themselves. They've attended both Montreal and Toronto festivals many, many times. So thanks for the note. Mm-hmm. 